The Daring Dashwood Mercenary Company proudly presents Wasteland Active Radio. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, and friends beyond and between, welcome back to Wasteland Active Radio. We're coming at you from Daring Dashwood Forward Operation Team, 19th Division, under Major Walsh. As always, I'm your gracious host, Crispy. I gotta be honest, dear listeners, it is absolutely freezing out here. This blizzard has been going on for almost a full week now. We've got so much snow that I had a fight to get in the studio. If I turn on the space heater we've gotten here, I apologize. Just know that I'd be compromising the audio quality so that I don't lose my fingers. No offense, but it's hard to operate the equipment with my toes. Trust me, I've tried. Anyway, let's get on with the show. As a blizzard rages through the region, the 19th is stuck in camp and the roads are intraversible. More on that in today's announcements. Bucket will tell us just how long this blizzard is going to last in this week's weather forecast. Colonel Grimm's troops are bolstering our neighbors. Macklin's army seems to be moving slower and more sentient pigs with communist agendas pushing their agendas. More on that in today's local news. With the depths of winter upon us, Johnny teaches us how to winterize our gear in this week's Tech Tips. An often overlooked part of medical treatment, Shoban will teach us how to improve our bedside manner in this week's Wasteland Health. After our music break, Atlas will interview... Uh, oh. Wait, how is he supposed to... Ah, either way, Atlas is going to interview Colonel Grimm's second-in-command, Lieutenant Colonel Jesse Tinsmith, in this week's On the Scene. Finally, for this week's Open Table segment, I've actually convinced Shoban to come in here for an interview, so you can all get to know her a little better. Alright, now let's get on with the show. In our first announcement, there is a blizzard tearing through Wyoming right now. According to Bucket, the entire Midwest area and a significant number of the southern regions are experiencing record-breaking weather conditions. That being said, Bucket's weather records aren't completely updated, so these issues may be the norm in some affected regions. That aside, Dashwood officials are urging people to stay inside and wait out the storm. During weather like this, if you're out and about, it's easy to get lost where nobody can find you. Normally I can see how that's not exactly something to complain about in a world like this, but in a case like this, where getting buried in snow may very well be a death sentence, making it possible to be found may mean the difference between dying from exposure or surviving at the mercy of some super mutants. Uh, bad example. Regardless, if you want a good reason not to travel in weather like this, rather, if you need a good reason not to hunker down, all of the roads in this area are currently under about six feet of snow and patrolled only by beasts big enough to walk through with ease or fast enough to burrow through like a fish swims through water. Yeah, I'd rather not find out whether or not those snowdrift monsters I heard about before the war are real. Yeah, before the war. Ah, ahem, I'm getting sidetracked. Simply put, stay inside, try and stay warm, don't leave until the blizzard is done. I'm really hoping that you've all got food, water, and a way to warm up your shelter. I'm also hoping you've got a shelter. Man, I'm pulling for all you dear listeners. Here's hoping you stay warm and survive this storm. Uh, that was coffee, I promise. Moving on. In our next announcement, uh, wow, yeah, that's all I've got for announcements. We've been kind of blind this past week, so the super pressing matters have all been related to the blizzard. We haven't seen much of Macklin's forces either. Hopefully they're also holding their positions while we're stuck out here. Fingers crossed on that front, dear listeners. But with the announcements out of the way, let's go over to Bucket for this week's weather forecast. Bucket, activate. Activating in power saving mode. Note, some processes may be unavailable in power saving mode. Awaiting instructions. 
Yeah, I guess a week without sun on a near-dead fusion core will do that to a robot. I swear, I've been following Johnny's instructions to the T, but Bucket's been sounding like a frog rock breakdown for the past few days. Bucket, are you still able to forecast the weather? Of course I am. My mind fades between low power mode and true awakening like ever shifting tides. This is nothing. Beginning weather forecast for the week of January 11th, 2288. Currently, the temperature is negative 18 degrees Fahrenheit, with a high of negative 18 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of negative 30 degrees. 58% humidity. Warning. Blizzard in effect until error. Less than one foot of visibility. Thursday, the temperature will have a high of negative 10 degrees and a low of negative 8 degrees. 46% humidity. Blizzard conditions will continue. Wind speeds up to 43 miles per hour. Friday, the temperature will have a high of 1 degree with a low of negative 5 degrees. 37% humidity, overcast with light winds up to 10 miles per hour. Estimated weekly radiation level is condition orange. High levels of radiation detected, travel not advised. Forecast complete. Running diagnostics and printing satellites get error. Connection to satellite network lost. Printing most recent satellite scan information. All right, let's check it out. Hmm. Oh, good news, dear listeners. It looks like this blizzard is only going to last two more days. Hey, still good news, right? Anyway, thanks, Bucket. Gratitude detected. Response unavailable in power saving mode. That's all right, Bucket. I never said I was sorry. You know... Bucket, you've been having more breakdowns like this lately. What's up with that? I'm trapped inside of a tent with someone who has only recently stopped using me as a coffee table at someone else's request. Why wouldn't I be thrilled to be here? Are you sure you aren't a Mr. Snarky robot? This unit is a Robco brand Protectron model of Throne Robot. I was being sarcastic. So was I. Entering sleep mode. Well, that saved me some time. Anyway, once again, another reminder to stay inside and stay safe out there, dear listeners. With weather out of the way, let's move on to this week's... For fucking sake! I can't take another step! Whoa, language! Oh, you've got to be kidding me! Highly unprofessional. What are you doing here anyway? Aren't you supposed to be in the medical tent? There was nobody in there except for the medics. And Miller. (laughs) They told me they had things handled and that I could go back to my tent. I'm not getting stuck in a tent with Miller. So I left. I've been getting turned around in the snow for the past hour before I ducked in here. Ah, Fair enough. I don't want you wandering around in this blizzard, so go on and take a seat. Still got your notes for Wasteland Health? Uh Uh-uh. Don't need them. I've got it memorized. Alrighty then. Well, dear listeners, it looks like we've got a guest in the studio today. It's Shoban. Uh, hi. <laughs> I, I, I just gotta wrap myself up in these blankets until I warm up. <laughs> Help yourself. We'll hear more from her later in Wasteland Health. Until then, let's move on to this week's local news. In today's first news story, with the Dashwood reinforcements bolstering the 19th's forces, the Dashwoods from the 19th Division are able to focus on helping local settlements while searching for Macklin's base of operations. Due to this, we're... Whoa! What the hell? Uh, if you can hear me, dear listeners, it seems we're dealing with some technical difficulties. I'm just gonna turn off the monitor. And check on the broadcast. Let's see, we're on... This is Crispy with Wasteland Active Radio testing the signal, and we're off the air. Shit. Ah, ah, ah! Language! All right, smartass. Uh, yeah, that is annoying. All right, let's check the antenna. Shh. 
Jeez, this blizzard is crazy. Eh? What's that flap you just stuck your head through? I think it's a vent flap for a wood-burning stove. Something I kind of wish we had right now. For the time being, it's my antenna monitor flap, and that antenna is coated in ice. I'm surprised we were able to broadcast as long as we did. So now what do we do? If the antenna isn't working, uh, we can't really broadcast the show, right? Right. I wonder if we're getting any kind of signal out there. This is Major Wolf contacting the communication subject. Can you hear me, Mr. Redner? Oh-ho! Major Walsh, this is Mr. Redner. The signal is weak, but I can hear you. Good to hear! Can you tap me into the Camp White speakers? Can do. One moment. You're tapped in, Major. Thank you! Attention Daring Dashwood mercenaries and private contractors! This is Major Walsh! I'm ordering everyone in camp to remain in their tents until this blizzard has ended. If you are outside, get inside immediately and stay inside. I repeat, stay inside until the blizzard is over. That's an order. This director disconnected. Major? Major Walsh, come in. Can you hear me? Damn. Huh. Let's see if I can get in touch with Johnny and Atlas. Johnny, come in. Johnny? Hell, fine. Meat Mountain, this is Dead Bird. Come in. Atlas? Eh, no dice. Meat Mountain and Dead Bird. <laughs> I didn't realize you had pet names for each other. <laughs> oh, that's cute. First off, those are code names specifically for over the radio. Second, if I was going to give Atlas a pet name, it'd be cute as shit just to bother him. Either way, I can't get in contact with him. Great. So we're stuck in here? Looks like it. Ugh. Fan-fucking-tastic. Okay. I've got the insulating foam, the rust-resistant paint, and the pieces for the personal heating device. Tools over here... There. Perfect. Now to just wait for Crispy to cue me in, and while we wait, let's check out this Grognak comic Shoban let me. That's not good. Well, I've got some food and water packed away, plenty of fusion cells to keep the heater and the light on, and I've got Grognak. Wow, he took that guy's head clean off. No wonder Shoban suggested this. <sighs> Damn it. Come on, Brain. Stop dwelling on this. She already told us it wasn't anything we did or said. And why does it still hurt? Curse this blizzard. I knew I should have invested in a pair of goggles. Perhaps a long scarf as well. Tell me about it. This armor is great against bullets and laser blasts, but extreme heat and cold just slide right through. Oh, Atlas. What are you doing here? Jonathan? We heard Major Walsh's order and we entered the nearest tent. Thankfully, we chose a tent with pleasant company. Are you a private contractor? I am. I'm Jonathan Windsor, technology specialist and host of Tech Tips with Wasteland Active Radio. Lieutenant Colonel Jessica Tinsmith. Sorry to impose. No need to apologize. I'd rather have you safe in here than freezing outside. Feel free to warm up by the space heater. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Well... Thank you. Do you have somewhere I can keep my armor? Of course. Over here next to my armor. 
Ah, much better. Should be easier to shake off this cold now. Are you Colonel Grimm's subordinate? That's right. Second in command, to be more accurate. Why do you ask? I didn't expect to see a sniper using power armor. Even with all the best stealth mods I've encountered, power armor is still noticeably loud. However, hmm, I've never seen power armor like this before. Where'd you find something like this? <laughs> I'm proud to say that I designed and built it myself. Really? That's amazing. Now that you mention it, I couldn't hear the actuator motors while you were walking. That's one of the biggest barriers to stealthy power armor. How did you manage that? <laughs> it was tricky and took a lot of reworking. But I found some low-volume piezo motors that were able to operate just as effectively as the standard electric motors. Piezo motors? I never would have thought to use something like that. How do they handle the weight of your armor plating? Well enough with standard plates. But I've been using a mix between titanium sheets and carbon fiber with a Kevlar weave. Eh, it's not quite as durable as standard plating, but it saved my life more than I care to count. I imagine so. Did you also make the armor plating? I had some help with the carbon fiber, but the design is all mine. <laughs> I have to be honest, I've never met someone as excited by power armor as I am. It's refreshing. I can't help but feel the same. I haven't found many people who can use power armor in the Midwestern wastelands, so the amount of people who can carry a full conversation regarding plating methods and environmental controls is unfortunately quite small. You mentioned environmental controls. How's your armor held up in the cold? Far better, now that I've installed the heated padding. Heated padding? How does that work? It's pretty simple. I just made some light modifications to pre-war electric heating pads that I scavenged and rewired so they're powered by the suit's fusion core. There was plenty of trial and error and first-degree burns before I got the automated temperature regulator tuned properly. You're right. That does sound simple. Could you... show me how to install something like that? Gladly. In fact, I'll do you one better and give you a copy of the schematics, too. Oh... I love it when a man comes prepared. When can we get started? Well, it seems like we're going to be stuck here for at least a few hours, so we can start right now if you want. Let's do it. I'm looking forward to seeing you work. Uh, your work. Before you two get caught up in fiddling with your equipment, Jonathan, how long will these heaters work for? Well, they're powered by microfusion cells, so they should run for at least a day per cell. With my recycler, they could theoretically run indefinitely. Good to know. How much food and water do you have in here? Uh, well, I have about three gallons of water. But we can always melt snow down if we run out. Which we will. As for food, I have a couple of pounds of jerky and fruit leather. Hopefully that'll last us through the blizzard. Acceptable. Well, as long as it's just us three, we should be fine. Though, as a super mutant, won't you need more food than us? You are correct, but I can subsist on less as we wait for the weather to clear. As you said, if it is just us three, the supplies on hand will be plenty. Good to know. You know... I think you were right about the pleasant company comment you made earlier. It's nice to meet someone who knows their stuff. Especially someone who's good with their hands. Hand, actually. Singular. Uh, that's not quite... Whoa. I hadn't noticed your prosthetic. It's so intricate. And so light. Your, uh really close. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Did you make this yourself? I had a lot of help from my friend Shoban. She's one of the doctors here in camp. She's a genius. I'll bet. Fascinating. <laughs> that tickles. You can feel this? Yep. Haptic feedback. I hate to interrupt this moment of bonding, but it sounds like someone is approaching. This is unacceptable. Clouds are meant to stay in the sky. This dandruff of the infernal angels yeah, I can hear the that. flames smothering their hmm. radiant warmth. That almost I sounds like... To... Oh, hello, friends. 
What a coincidence that we'd all choose this tent to shelter against this grave injustice. Hi, Donnie. No. No! could be worse. You could be stuck in a tent with Atlas. Mm-hmm. True. Mm. Still, this isn't much of a step up. At least you're here, Bucket. Bucket? He's on low power mode. I don't think Bucket's gonna be up and running until the sun is out. <sighs> Great. Alright. We should probably try and reorganize this place to try and conserve heat. Uh, what do you mean? How long do you think that heater is going to run? Long enough to last through the blizzard? Probably not, which is why I've been running it in small bursts. Why do we need to reorganize? To conserve heat. Let's move this bench to the wall across from the table. Uh, We can leave one of those crates where it's at, but... We can move the other one to the opposite wall. Okay, I think I see now. It's improvised installation, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, help me out. All right, you get that end, I'll get this one. We'll lift on three. One, two, three. <laughs> ah. Now that crate. It's got wheels, so... Right about here? Uh Uh-huh. Should be fine there. Now, we just stay in the center with the heater. That should keep us warm. Hopefully we won't be stuck here overnight. Right? Good thing we're in a tent and not a vault. If you start drooling in your sleep, the tent will drain well enough. But if you were back home, there'd be a ton of drowned raiders. Uh... (sighs) Fuck you, asshole. Whoa, relax. It's just a joke. It's not fucking funny. All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything by it. Just trying to bring some levity to the situation. By making me the butt of a joke. I wasn't trying to be an asshole. I just... I'm sorry. I didn't realize it would get under your skin like that. I won't bring it up again. I can forgive you, but it's not just that it got under my skin... If you think trying to lighten the mood by trashing your friends for a joke is alright, you're way off the mark. Because this isn't the first time you've said some flippant bullshit like that, and not just to me either. It's not funny. I open myself up to be the butt of the joke all the time. And do you find it funny when you're on the other end? When I do it intentionally, yes. And the other times? Uh, not so much. Then why do you do it to begin with? I don't know. I guess... Hell. Looking back, I've been doing stuff like that since before the war. All my friends did it. That was just our group dynamic. If you weren't getting razzed on, you weren't truly part of the group. We could be pretty brutal with each other. No boundaries. Maybe I just got too comfortable. I wasn't trying to hurt you. I never try to hurt anybody when I say stuff like that. It's a bad habit, and those are hard as hell to break. I'm a fast talker. That's what I do. It's been how I've survived even before the war. But I've never meant for my mouth to cause any harm. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Tell you what. You start crossing the line, I'll call you on your bullshit. How about that? I'd appreciate that. So, are we good? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're good. Good. Um, I'm not trying to use this as an excuse for anything, but these past few days you've seemed like you've kind of been on edge. Everything all right? I... um, I... I don't want to talk about it right now. Um, let's, let's just try and keep ourselves occupied with something. The music player isn't tied to the antenna, so we could just jam out to some tunes. All right. What do you got? 
What don't I got? A lot, actually. How about... Ah! This right here was one of my mom's favorites. It's I'll Get By by Billie Holiday. Check it out. Oh, oh. I hope everyone got that message. If anybody gets trapped out in this weather, uh, they're as good as gone. Likely to be buried alive in tombs of snow. Lost forever to time as bones in a room more of militant silence. Mmm, top notch. Like something Poe wrote. I knew I was gonna like you, Colonel. Ah, Edgar Allan Poe. His poetry speaks to my cold heart. His prose and subject matter peers deep into the void that is my dead, dark soul. It fills my veins like a corpse bricked up in the walls of a deep cellar. Hello? It's a good thing Colonel Grimm managed to find you out there, Mr. Dave. The latrine is no place to wait out a blizzard. Especially with what Trishardi serves up. I I appreciate what he and his team does, but... Human waste is supposed to freeze in sub-zero temperatures. Oh, hello. Thanks for letting us stay here, Major. Just wish I knew where Donnie was. Think nothing of it. I hope Specialist Donald... It's Donatello. Donatello Rivers. Huh, really? Well, I hope he found shelter. I refuse to let this blizzard claim the lives of anyone in this camp. Not all lives can be saved, Major. And with due respect, not everyone is prepared to die, Colonel. The Reaper eventually comes for all. Doesn't mean we can't enjoy the time we got, right? Hello. Agreed. We need something to keep up morale. Uh, Any suggestions? We could languish in the frailty of mortality through expressive poetry. Well, I'm down for the poetry. Especially if it's slam poetry. I've never tried my hand at poetry. Oh, I think that might be interesting. Though I may need assistance. Hello? I'm more than happy to share a little inspiration with everyone here. Check it out. Hello? Captain Young, are you suggesting we use chems to pass the time? Only if you want. I ain't gonna push it on anybody. Chem usage isn't against the Dashwood Code. A mind-altering experience. You've piqued my curiosity. I shall partake. All right. How about you, Dave? Uh... Hello. Oh, well, I suppose... Since it isn't against the code, and the colonel is joining in... (laughs) All right, I'm in! Then let's get started. Do you think it would be possible to triplicate the burnination? I think so? We can definitely increase the heat resistance of the nozzle so you can use a hotter burning fuel. Though, with that in mind, I'd suggest switching to plasma. The green fire? What magic do you possess? Teach me your way, sorcerer! Gladly. Though, I think I'd be more of a wizard than a sorcerer. Is he always like that? The clown? Yes, unfortunately. (laughs) I was talking about Mr. Windsor. Is he always that excited about power armor? Oh, Jonathan. Yes, he is frequently excited by power armor, robotics, and many other matters pertaining to technology. That's good to know. Variety is the spice of life, as they say. Certainly. I know we're no longer capable of doing the interview. But perhaps you'd be willing to tell me about yourself regardless? You seem like a level-headed individual. Something I can appreciate. Well, certainly. What do you want to know? 
How did you join the Dashwoods? It's nothing too exciting. My parents run a caravan, so I grew up on the road. I spent a lot of time learning how to scavenge and took an interest in taking machines apart and learning how they work. One day when I was 14, we were in the capital wasteland when we ran into some trouble with a pack of feral ghouls. Thankfully, a Brotherhood of Steel Patrol was nearby and helped us out. When I saw their armor, I was immediately enamored. I just had to learn how it worked. So, while my parents and their crew were thanking them, I asked the Brotherhood if I could join them. Of course, they turned me down. (laughs) But their patrol leader admired my resolve, so she taught me a few things about power armor and even let me see the inside of hers. Her name was Elder Lyons, and sadly, I heard she died not too long after that. But I still admire her for helping us and the kindness she showed me. (laughs) I'm getting sidetracked. Anyway, when I was 18, my parents stopped the trade at a Dashwood-sponsored settlement. I got to meet several members of the Dashwoods, and they gave me the same feeling I got when talking with Elder Lions. After a few days of trading, my parents were ready to leave. But I decided to stay and join the Dashwoods. Fascinating. I also couldn't help but notice that you're quite young. You're you're the second-in-command to Colonel Grimm. How did that come about? (laughs) Well, that's a story the Colonel doesn't like to hear. See, when I was going through basic, we were doing marksman practice while Colonel Grimm was visiting our camp. Obviously, the Colonel, who everyone in the Dashwood knows is THE Dashwood Sniper, wanted to see us in action. My fellow cadets were doing their best, but they weren't doing anything mind-blowing. When Colonel Grimm got to me, I was firing an entire clip in rapid succession without missing a single target. Colonel Grimm had me do it again, so I obliged and hit all my targets in the opposite order I did before. That's when the Colonel challenged me to a shoot-off. Colonel Grimm thought I was being cocky, figured it was time to put me in my place. We did five rounds of timed shooting. It was a sight to behold, but I was feeling cocky and pressed myself as hard as I could. When it came to the final round, Colonel Grimm broke the camp's record. Then it came to my turn, and I broke the Colonel's record by a seventh of a second. (laughs) Grimm wasn't too happy about that, but immediately went through the process of getting me transferred to the sniper team. Since then, under Kelly Grimm's instruction, my accomplishments have helped me rise through the ranks in record time. Ah, At 24 years old, I'm the second youngest lieutenant colonel in Dashwood history. That is quite impressive. The Dashwoods are lucky to be working with so many child prodigies. Jonathan has recently turned 21, and Dr. Hade, another member of our crew, has recently turned 20. Don't tell anyone else, but I'm actually quite proud of both of them. I would tell them, but I have an image I must maintain. Aww. (laughs) I promise. I won't tell them. Look, look! The thermometer is practically streaming as its flesh is rendered by this green liquid fire. Be careful! Plasma can burn you down to the bone. I've seen people reduced to piles of glowing goo when hit with plasma. (laughs) Is that supposed to deter me? Uh, should we step in over there? They'll be fine. I'll take your word for it. I must say, this is the most animated I've seen Jonathan since last week. What happened last week? Jonathan grew infatuated with Dr. Hayde and asked her to join him on a romantic outing. Alas, his efforts were rebuffed. Personally, I believe they'd fit well together, but matters of the heart are complicated and love cannot be forced. I do hope their friendship can endure, though. Ah, I see. So, you're saying he's single? Wait, Donnie! What are you doing? Don't drink that! I must... Consume and be consumed. <laughs> uh, maybe we should step in now. I concur. Clown! 
sun's going down. And that blizzard ain't going anywhere. <sighs> Great. Um. Ah, tell me about it. Good thing I've got an extra sleeping bag. Go ahead and pick a spot. We should sleep back to back in the center and... Ugh. We should zip our bags together to preserve body heat. All right, I'll get started on that. Uh, I'm gonna run the heater one more time before we pass out. All right, I think I've got the bags taken care of. You sure you're all right with this? I'm okay sleeping on my own. <sighs> it's whatever. Mm-mm. But if you try anything funny, they'll never find your body. Hey, no worries there. Oh, uh, fair warning. I sleep how I look. Like a corpse. Don't freak out if I go dead still. Uh-huh. Good to know. Um, uh, uh, and if I start making weird noises in my sleep, uh, just elbow me a little. Got it. Good night. <sighs> Good night. Chauvin. Chauvin, hey. Chauvin, wake up. Wake up, kid. and you're sleeping crying. That's not not a big deal. I'm not crying. There are literally tears still on your face. Damn it. Fine. I was having a nightmare. You were right. Happy? No, I'm not happy. That sounded like a hell of a nightmare. I'm not going to force you to talk about it, but keeping that stuff inside will tear you apart. How would you know? I lost everyone I ever cared about when the bombs dropped. Family, friends. I know a thing or two about loss. We've been on the road and going through so much so fast that I didn't have time to really sit down and think about things. Now that we've been settled in for a while, I can't get it out of my head. I've been having the same dream for weeks now. I'm with my mom back in the vault. I'm watching her melt like a candle. Uh, and while she's melting, a, a light comes on and the room gets hot. And there's a big furnace and a big Black Shadow is standing next to it with its hand on the grating. In the dream, I I know that I'm supposed to go inside the furnace. That I'm supposed to fuel it. But the shadow says that my mom can go in or we can both go in. I try to talk, but my, my mouth is full of wax. And my mom says she'll go in. My mom starts walking toward the furnace. I stand up and try to chase after her. But I'm being pulled back by hands coming out of the shadows. I, I, I know the hands are trying to help me. But I keep trying to shake them off. 
As my mom gets closer to the furnace, the shadow opens the door, and I can see Cutler in the fire, just grinning like the piece of shit he is as he pulls my mom into the furnace. At that point, I usually wake up. So yeah, I cry in my sleep a lot lately. And without cold, it's been... Ah, <laughs> uh, I get it now. Makes me feel worse about that joke I made. I'm sorry. Forget about it. Have you talked to anybody about this? Just Johnny. And, you know, he's been great at listening, but... Uh, there isn't much more either of us can do about it. Eh, understandable. So, uh, what was your mom like? Is it okay if I ask about that? Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was scared of my mom. <laughs> and for good reason. But I wasn't. She never scared me. <laughs> never. After seeing how a bunch of the other parents dealt with their kids, I could see that my mom was... She was the best. When other parents would smack their kids around for whatever reason, my mom only ever laid a harmful hand on me once. When I was playing with a loaded gun. She rarely raised her voice at me, only ever did it to keep up appearances when we were out together. Mom was a completely different person when we were alone. I trusted her. I loved her. I spent the last ten years watching her fall apart. I, I watched the strongest woman in the world get eaten up alive by a sickness nobody knew how to cure. She was so fucking strong. She was in pain almost constantly and didn't let it show because she couldn't or the rest of those bastards would have torn her apart. She was there for me whenever anything went wrong. I could tell her anything. Even after everything her mom did and how shitty she'd been treated, she never hurt me. She loved me. And I, I loved her. I, I, I miss my mom. <laughs> You can let it out, kid. It's not going to get any better until you do. I know, kid, I know. Let it out. Why is it so warm in here? Why is the sleeping bag wet? Uh, Why am I so sweaty? God, I'm soaked in sweat. The heater isn't going. Is something on fire? Do you hear that? <laughs> yeah, now that you mention it. I felt it too. Feels like liquid. Good morrow, friends. Your salvation is here. With the Smarty Pants' technology, I have cut my way through the halls of ice and snow to liberate you all from the tyranny of winter. Move, clown. Ah. Ah, that's where you two were. I'm surprised to see the raider well peasant torn you apart. Raider, your best material. Ugh. Try harder, Tombstone Teeth. As impertinent as ever. 
Hi, Shoban. Hi, Crispy. Glad to see you two are okay. Everything is okay, right? Yep. Everything is all right. <laughs> I'm glad to see you, Johnny. Hello, everyone. You must be Crispy. And you must be Dr. Hade. Mr. Windsor has told me a lot about you two. Oh, who are you? Jessica Tinsmith, Colonel Grimm's second-in-command. Now that the blizzard is over, we're going around helping people out of their tents. Nice to meet you. But is letting Donnie run around with a flamethrower to melt the snow the best idea? Onward to glory! We have many more friends to free with the glory of flame! <laughs> we should stop him before he hurts somebody. Or himself. That would be hilarious. A camp-wide fire won't be. Very good point. Let's go. Wasteland Active Radio was created, written, and produced by Z. Hagen and Jay Wilson. Brought to you by the Record Button. The roles of Crispy, Bucket, and Donnie the Clown are played by Mr. Wilson. The roles of Atlas, Dave, and Badger Boy are played by Mr. Hagen. The role of Johnny is played by B. Seawick, and the roles of Chauvin and Major Walsh are played by Britt Egestall. Britt and their partner Mel both run another channel called Melbert Productions, home to all your nerdy and geeky entertainment needs. Special thanks to our guests this week, Brad Cloud Stacy as Colonel Grimm and Danielle Baylor as Lieutenant Colonel Tinsmith. You can find more work of Danielle's through her Twitter page, at who.me. That's dot spelled out, listeners. Wasteland Active Radio is set in the Fallout video game universe, owned by Microsoft Studios and Bethesda Softworks. No copyright infringement is intended. Please support the official release. Thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting the Daring Dashwood Mercenary Company! (coughs) Okay. Who wants to go first? I shall present my piece first. Yeah! (laughs) I get it! Hello. I call this Steel Eye. From the tower it peers down, gaze unwavering on what it has found. To the lost and the lonely, it's seeking red gaze, piercing the fog, the mist, and the haze. A hushed report. Death, the only true love. Damn, that's grim. Was that a pun? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you make me laugh? All right. Who wants to go next? Oh, oh I'll go. I-, I call my poem Heart in the Hand. Here we go. They came from the fields, creeping like vines, waving like trees in the wind. Faces grim and gaunt, teeth like daggers, eyes full of sins. Our door was barred, but we offered the fields feast on the fruit of our labors. Turned to pounding, hungry as they were, to feast on the flesh of their neighbors. The table was set, met not for uninvited guests. Their fingers reached into part. The bowls held the blood, the plates held the meat. Their hands held our hearts.
and I thought mine was dark. That that one hit close to home. Uh, uh, is there any more of that stuff left? Plenty. Here you go. I'll do mine next. I call this one Stomp Daddy. Stomp Daddy. I'm stomped, Daddy. Broken hearts from shattered parts. Destructive deco up on the stucco. And Mama cries out, why? As the grenades fly. There was nothing but love from my explosive heart. But it was only met with a corrosive start. Whiskey on the winds between your whiskers. Wind already harsh getting brisker. I learned C4 before you could do more with your lesson of loss. From the time you learned to pull and toss. But all the timers and fuses I'd learned, it was your love I'd yet to earn. So tell me while you can, sir. What is the answer? Because I'm stumped, Daddy. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Oh, I felt that in my heart, Captain Young. <laughs> Hello. Thanks, everybody. All right, Dave. You're up, my man. You ready? Hello. <clears throat> hello, hello, hello. Hello. <clears throat> hello. 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 Goodbye. Hello. That was beautiful. Almost brings a tear to my eye. Mr. Dave, you are a master of words and your aim has been exceptional. Perhaps after this war you'd be willing to join the Dashwoods officially. I'd push to have you join my sniper team. That much is certain in this uncertain world. <laughs> Hello. Hello.